0: Live Creative Now, episode 101. Welcome to Live Creative Now with Melissa Dinwiddie, a weekly podcast to inspire you to create your art and share your work. Because that's how you will change the world. Hello, I am Melissa Dinwiddie, passion pluralite artist, happiness catalyst and creativity instigator and author of The Creative Sandbox Way, here to address all your questions about living a full-color creative life. Whether you think of yourself as not artistic, not creative, which is a lie, or you think of yourself as an artist of any kind, writer, painter, photographer... Dancer, actor, musician, whatever, or anything in between. No matter how you define yourself, feeding your creative hungers makes you feel more alive. It's how you change your life and it's how you change the world. Before we get on with today's episode, Come join me tomorrow, Thursday, March 23rd, for a free creativity workshop born to create why your creative play is essential, not self-indulgent. I do these workshops every so often, about once a month or so. And if you have a hard time getting yourself to do the creative things that you would most love to be doing, this workshop is for you. You will learn the surprising truth about why you feel resistance to the thing you love to do. You will learn how to make every creative block your friend. Yes, I kid you not. And you will learn the unexpected science of how creative play affects the brain. You will never look At creative play the same way. Again, again, I kid you not. It's about 90 minutes. It's totally free. And if you stick around to the end, I have a special gift for you. And yes, there will be a replay for a limited time. But the link to the replay will only go to people who register. So go do that at FreeCreativityWorkshop.com. That's FreeCreativityWorkshop.com. So on with today's episode. So the question, does flying across the country on Friday for a Saturday speaking gig, make me a jet setter. <laughs> if so, then I guess I'm a jet setter. But I would like to put in for a minimal business class upgrade next time, please, because economy class. yes, yeah, it's just not going to be doing it if I'm going to be doing this on a regular basis. But seriously, my trip to Connecticut to speak for the CTPPA, the Connecticut Professional Photographers Association 60th annual convention went very smoothly. And my presentation went great. I was super super anxious about it last week, but it went really well and I got wonderful feedback and I sold some books and I think half of the audience whipped out their smartphones to video record me, I always say videotape, but there's no tape involved anymore, of course, (laughs) showing my age to video record me when I when I played my ukulele, because there's a a 25 minute section of my speech. When I play my ukulele, I'm not playing constantly for 25 minutes, I play I, I sing a line. And then I expand on it expound for a little bit and then i sang and then i expound and then i sang and then i expound and it was really it was really fun how engaged people were they loved it so that was really cool and then there were some special highlights that were completely unexpected like i had lunch with this woman marissa marissa baletti lavoy i hope i'm pronouncing that right of sassy mouth photography. And we really hit it off over lunch It was just the two of us. There's a, a Chili's right next door to the hotel. It was a, it was a Marriott, a courtyard by Marriott hotel. That's where the convention was. And that's where I s- spent my two nights there. Everybody who was at the convention, just stayed at the hotel, or I don't know if everybody did, but that's where I was. And there was a Chili's right next door, and so Marissa and I had lunch on Saturday there together, and that was really fun. And we hit it off, and she said, "You know, I'd like to. I, I want to take your picture." I'm like, "Sure, I would love that." And of course, she's a professional photographer; that's what she does. And so we 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 were at the hotel, and she just was posing me and and directing me, and and she. Took a bunch of pictures and oh my God, she got the most amazing photos. And they're up over in the show notes, which you can see at livecreativenow.com slash 101, or yeah, slash 101, which is, of course, the episode number because this is episode 101. I'm totally blown away by the pictures she got. She's amazing amazing. So that was really cool. And totally unexpected. And that is the kind of magic that can happen when you say yes, to opportunities, even when those opportunities are scary. Like I said, I was, I was very nervous about this, because I although I'm not nervous about getting up on stage in front of people anymore. I was very nervous about doing a 90 minute presentation because that was new for me. And I was super anxious about, you know, all that memorizing, and I didn't know if people were going to like it. And anyway, what I wanted to talk about today is when you say yes, to an opportunity like that, it can also throw your schedule totally out of whack. Of course, I flew across the country. So (laughs) of course, that threw my schedule totally out of whack. And the past few weeks getting ready for this gig. And tomorrow, as I record this today, if you are listening on publication day for the podcast today, (laughs) I have a second gig, a speaking gig at a high school that's really close by just a 10 minute drive away from me. Huge, huge, huge preparation to get ready for these gigs. And I have been kind of a wreck getting ready for these gigs. My nerves are just like, my shoulders have been up to my ears with anxiety and tension. And I have been so afraid that I wouldn't get my the, the presentation memorized, you know, it's just a so much memorization. I present, I present as if uh, I'm speaking off the top of my head. But in order to do that, I want to know my material backwards and forwards and upside down. So that requires my, my style of doing this is to memorize it. To know it by heart so, so phenomenally well that I can, if I want to, I can riff on it. Uh, so that's my way of, that is my preferred way of doing it. Um, and then there's the fear of what, you know, is the technology going to work? And there's the unknown of, you know, what's the room going to be like? And are my cords going to be long enough? Are they going to have cor- the cords and cables that I need? And are my adapters going to fail and all of that kind of thing. There are just so many things that have the potential to go wrong. And that's just so crazy making. And until I had taken this particular version of this particular speech out on its maiden voyage, I was just going to be a bundle of nerves. There's just no getting around it. (laughs) And, I hate to admit it, but my focus in the past couple of weeks has just been like, get, get, get through this. Just, just get through this. Just get through this. Just get through this. <laughs> so, so many of my regular routines and rituals basically got thrown under the bus in the madness of preparing for this trip. Not ideal, but that's reality. That's what happened. So now I'm home. And things are starting to calm down a bit, although, correction, life doesn't ever really calm down entirely because here's the reality. There are always new monkey wrenches that are flinging themselves into the works. Something really big (laughs) just came up last week in the middle of everything right before right before my trip like the worst timing something really big came up that oh man just like the 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 worst worst possible thing just happened that forced me to have to like uh, start to sc- have to scramble and make a bunch of phone calls and uh, it was really a nightmare but that's life that's exactly what happens monkey wrenches just start flinging themselves into the works but at least I'm coming up for air from this particular all-consuming monkey wrench in the works, which is, ah, I got to get ready for this, you know, this, this massive big deal presentation thing. So I'm back home and I fell off a whole bunch of wagons, a whole bunch of wagons. And now I want to get back on. So this is where I get to practice what I preach. Because, and this is part of my speech, of all the practices we engage in, yoga practice, meditation practice, going to the gym practice, creative practice, the most important practice of all, of all is just getting back on the wagon. And doing so with great gentleness and self-compassion. Getting back on the wagon, practice. Because we're going to fall off over and over and over again. So, today, my big goal for that getting back on the wagon practice was to get back into the regular workout, get back on to the regular workout wagon. A year ago I was working out regularly. Intense workouts, like 30 to 60 minutes a day, 5 to 6 days a week, and it was great. That had been a goal for a really long time. Now I have a treadmill desk and I typically walk In on a good on a good day, I walk at least 90 minutes. That's a good day. It doesn't happen every day. But that's a good day. I walk at least 90 minutes, um, 90 minutes to two hours, sometimes three hours. And that's great. But I wanted to get some more intense cardio and strength training into my routine. And so I started. Oh gosh, when was it? it was uh, August of 2015? Must have been. Uh, I started doing these Beachbody.com workouts, Turbo Fire, <laughs> with Shalene Johnson, and they and I was and it was working really well for me because I didn't have to drive anywhere, and I incorporated into my mornings was working well, and that worked well, that was going great. And then I decided to get my book done. (laughs) The creative sandbox way. I decided, you know what, I got to get the book done. And the workout practice all went to hell. Although to be fair, my workout practice was actually sliding long before I decided to do the push to get the book done. But Once I made the decision to get the book done, and I had three months to do that, that was pretty much the death knell of that particular practice in that particular moment in time. And that was last uh, September, late August, September, when I was like, okay, oh my God, I have three months to get this book done. Everything has to be shelved in order to make that happen. And now... It is uh, late March, mid-late March, so it's been a long time, and I have not gotten back on the workout wagon regularly. So how do you get back on that wagon? How do, how do I do that? It has not happened since then. I have my treadmill, which is great, but I have not consistently gotten back on that workout wagon So how do I do that? Well, as my friend Patty Dye put it so pithily when I mentioned to her years ago that the most important practice is just getting back on the wagon, (laughs) she sort of paused for a moment and then she said, then you better make sure that wagon is really short. (laughs) which I totally loved. In other words, think tiny. Or, as my Creative Sandbox Way guidepost number four puts it, think tiny and daily. Ridiculously achievable or stupidly small. So, for example... Instead of making it a goal to practice my ukulele for an hour, that would be a very tall wagon. That would be a wagon that's really, really hard to climb back on. Really hard to climb back on. So, a short wagon would be to make my goal to strum one chord on my ukulele. That is a short wagon. That is a ridiculously achievable commitment goal. Yeah, I know. Crazy small, crazy, crazy tiny, stupidly small. Why so small? Because when your commitment, when your goal is that tiny, that ridiculously achievable, then you're actually going to be able to make it happen. As I talk about it in my speech, it's like when your commitment is not ridiculously achievable, it's like you're standing underneath a pole vaulting bar that's 20 feet above you and you have to leap over it without a running start and without a pole. It's impossible. But when your commitment, when your goal is tiny, is ridiculously achievable, it lowers that bar all the way down to the ground. So you can just hop right over it and pass that starting friction because the hardest part is just getting started. So then when you fall off the wagon again, which you will because you're human and life happens... Now, when you fall off the wagon, it's so much easier to get back on because the wagon is really, really short. So you can just boop, hop right back on. So back to my experience today, my initial thought this morning was my desire was to do yoga or a cardio workout for an hour because that's what my body would really like. But yeah, right. I don't have time for that. (laughs) So I thought, okay, well, maybe a half an hour, right? And then I thought, oh yeah, come on, wait a minute. Is that really ridiculously achievable? Why don't I take a page from my own book? So I did. I did a 10 minute yoga workout and a three minute plank workout. The 10 minute yoga workout was from beachbody.com, which I have a membership to. And the three minute plank workout was a free video on YouTube, uh, Bowflex video, three minute perfect plank workout from Bowflex. Brilliant and ridiculously achievable. So I actually did it. That is the really brilliant part. Because I did it. So that sent a message to my brain that yes, you can do this. Instead of yet one more day of you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure, which never helps. And when we set goals that are really fantasies, you know, we think they're realistic because we feel like they should be realistic, but they're not, (laughs) then we fail over and over and over again. And then we get that message to our brain, you're a failure, which doesn't help. So let me tell you, that message of yes, you can do this feels so great. It feels amazing. Yeah, sure, it may feel stupidly small, but a stupidly small success is way better than a string of really impressive failures that once again, I've not ever managed to achieve. So this is my plan for getting back on the wagon with my workouts, with my creative practice, with my meditation practice, which, yes, I've also fallen off the wagon on, again, because I fall off the wagon on my meditation practice all the time, but I don't stress about it, because the problem is never the falling off, because you can fall off a zillion times, and in the scheme of things, in the scheme of problems, the falling off is such a non problem that it doesn't even count as a problem. The problem only comes when you don't ever get back on the wagon, which is why it is so important to keep that wagon short and to treat yourself with love and kindness and the most juicy, gentle, Yummy, yummy, yummy forgiveness. So it is super easy to hop back on. So my meditation practice might be two breaths. Mmm, that would be a yummy, yummy success, right? So let me tell you about the key to a consistent practice. People think that the key to a consistent practice Creative practice, meditation practice, yoga practice, workout practice, whatever. People think that a key, the key to a consistent practice is self-discipline. That is not true. Studies have proven over and over again that the key to a consistent practice is actually self-forgiveness. The people who succeed are the ones who forgive themselves when they stumble. These are the people who succeed in the long run, regardless of what the goal is. On the other hand, the people who beat themselves up, they never get back on track the next day. And this makes a lot of sense if you think about it, because if you know you're going to stumble, because you're human and life happens, so... We all know we're going to stumble, right? And you know you're going to beat yourself up when you stumble. Then it becomes easier and less painful to just stop trying. And here's a bonus tip: one way we beat ourselves up is verbal abuse. God, you're so stupid! I can't believe it! You're such an idiot! I oh my god, you did it again! All of that verbal abuse gremlin voices, the self criticism, all of that stuff. But another way, very, very common way that we beat ourselves up is by doubling up tomorrow's commitment, because you skipped today's commitment. Oh, you know, I didn't get in today's 15 minutes, so I'm going to put in 30 minutes tomorrow. That's a form of beating yourself up. Suddenly, if you skip today and tomorrow, all of a sudden the next day, now it's up to 45 minutes. And if you miss the next day, now it's up to an hour. Now you start to have this big ball and chain. And this teeny tiny little ridiculously achievable commitment is no longer ridiculously achievable. Now it feels like a wait. Now it feels like a have to. Instead of a fun, ridiculously achievable, stupidly small, tiny and daily. Oh, just let it go, man. Just take a fresh start. Forgive yourself. The upshot is yes, notice when you stumble and notice how it feels when you miss your commitment compared to how it feels when you're consistent. Notice that. No judgment, just notice it. But use that awareness as an opportunity to practice forgiveness and self-compassion. And remember my golden formula, which is self-awareness plus self-compassion equals the key to everything good. Remember my golden formula. Self-awareness plus self-compassion equals the key to everything good. That's part of my Creative Sandbox Way guideposts song, which is part of my speech. (laughs) Anyway, I want to wrap today with something cool. I mentioned sassy mouth photography at the start. And I wanted to share with you, check out her Instagram. She's sassy mouth photo, no spaces, just sassy mouth photo on Instagram. Check out her self portraits. They are amazing. And I especially love her self portraits as Disney characters. She's got right now, uh, she's got uh, the most recent photos Self portraits on her Instagram feed are her as, excuse me, as Belle, Beauty and the Beast. She is Belle, and her husband is the Beast, and they're incredible. And then she's uh, a, f- a few images down, she's Snow Bell, which I think is also maybe also from Beauty and the Beast. I haven't seen the mo- movie in years and years, so I don't really remember. And then she also has some animated images on Instagram of every month she paints her studio backdrop and she does a sped up time uh, time lapse video of her painting her studio backdrop so she does a new painting and she captures video of her painting her studio backdrop and they're super super fun they're sassy and fun and it's just so cool watching somebody painting <laughs> the entire wall of her studio, the corner of her studio. Super creative, super fun. And her self portraits are incredible. Check it out. Sassy mouth photo on Instagram. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're getting value out of this podcast, the best way to thank me is to tell your friends. And hop on over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. Those ratings and reviews are so important. They are how other people find the show. And you can help other people live full-color creative lives by helping them find the show. And you can also help, totally help make my day by leaving me a new review if you need step-by-step instructions, just go to livecreativenow.com slash iTunes hyphen review. That's livecreativenow.com slash iTunes dash review. And I might even read your review on the show. Meanwhile, don't forget to sign up for tomorrow's creativity workshop. It's totally free. Freecreativityworkshop.com. It's on Thursday. March 23rd, born to create why your creative play is essential, not self indulgent. It's at freecreativityworkshop.com. That's it. Until next time, thanks again for joining me and go get creating. Live now. Live now. Subscribe at livecreativenow.com.